0: Glory be to the Father. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and easternchristianmedia.com a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches, that's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ,
1: welcome to Light of the East, I'm Father Tom LaSoya, your host. Now, if it is Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, and you're an Eastern Catholic, you need to take those ribs off the grill. That's right, hate to ruin your summer fun, the hazy, lazy days of summer, but we are right smack in the middle of another, that's right, one of the four fasting penitential periods in the liturgical calendar, especially of the Eastern Catholic churches. And that is the fast that works up towards the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul, which is on June 29th. Now, this feast is big because it is shared by the Eastern and Western lungs of the church. But in fine Eastern style, what we do before any kind of a great feast day is we enter into a penitential Time, A potential season. And that's what we're in now. In fact, it began at the beginning of this month of June, and it continues until the feast day itself. So it's four weeks, around 40 days, and it involves a strict fast, no meat or dairy on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which means you can throw those ribs back on the grill on Saturday and Sunday but Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, no. Well, I know it's tough. You didn't want to hear that kind of news, especially during summertime. I know it's tough, but try to observe it. And also, above all, what do we do during penitential seasons? The number one thing, we get to confession, because we prepare for a great feast day, the welcoming of Peter and Paul into our midst, into our hearts, into our liturgy, our worship, our prayer. Our Thanksgiving, we do that, we prepare for that by cleaning house. Remember, I've talked to you about this so often on this program. It's a big issue for us in this program, a big issue of our efforts for evangelization, of how we clean house. We prepare for a special guest that's coming. I'm sure you're going to have many guests coming over for barbecues or whatnot during the summertime, and what do you do? You prepare for that, right? You go through a lot of preparation. Make sure the house and yard is in order. Everything is bought from the store, the foods and And so on. Well, it's the same thing, even more so, with our very souls, where we clean house, clean in other words, clean the house of our souls through repentance, through prayer, and fasting. They all go together and add to that almsgiving charity. So it's always those big three: it's prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Just like during Lent. Now we have another one coming up in August. So Get used to this one written out. Because you have another one in August, and that is two weeks before the feast of the Dormition, or as it is known in the Latin Rite Church, the assumption of our Blessed Mother into Heaven. That penitential period will begin August 1st, and it'll just go for two weeks. This one for Peter and Paul goes for about forty days. So no meat or dairy Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, you'll you'll enjoy it, believe me. You'll still enjoy your summer. You'll enjoy your burgers and ribs and hot dogs on the grill. But When we do anything penitential, we always feel better about it. We always feel good. May not like it in the end, may not like it at the beginning, in the middle, but in the end, we will like it. Because we'll like the peace that we get from it, the sense of having done not only our duty, but also having done what is right. Remember. Peter and Paul those are the two pillars of the church in fact the iconography in the Byzantine church shows Peter and Paul holding a church like a model of a church in their hands they're sharing that together like their hands are both underneath that church as though they are the foundation the pillars of the church in fact in my church of Annunciation on the wall of the church that's on the north wall of the church we have a mural of this icon of Saints Peter and Paul and they are holding up a model of a church and that model of a church happens to be a replica of Of our own parish, our own church of Annunciation in Homer Glen, Illinois. So not only is Peter and Paul holding up the church as we know it in a broader sense, but also we make it real specific, real personal. They're holding up our church, our parish of Annunciation. So we've got the gold domes there and a little little replica painted in their hands of our church. As I mentioned, repentance, prayer, almsgiving, it makes us holier. And the more holy we are, the happier we are. So I want you to have a happy summer. Happy summer is not just vacationing, not just the grill and swimming or all the activities. That's all part of it. But what really makes us happy is that peace, that peace of the interior gaze, as St. John Paul II said, or in the scriptures, the living in the freedom of the Spirit. And that comes from divesting ourselves of ourselves, opening ourselves up through prayer and penance and almsgiving, opening ourselves up to God God and to God's special messengers, such as Peter and Paul. You have to remember, we received our faith through them. For example, I often tell people, my priesthood, I can trace my priesthood, I especially like telling my Protestant friends about this when we get into discussions about the Bible and so on. I like to say that I can trace my priesthood all the way back to Jesus Christ himself and to Peter and Paul. That's right. This is called apostolic succession, in other words, the bishop that ordained me was ordained by another bishop, etc., etc. It goes back all the way through the centuries, all the way back to the source of Peter and Paul, and before them, Jesus Christ Himself, who endowed the apostles with the power, the Spirit to ordain, to forgive, to hold, or to loose sins, the power to teach in the name of our Lord through the church. So this this is no small matter. Observing, thanking, Immersing ourselves into the mystery of Saints Peter and Paul. So I urge you to take it seriously. You can still have a lot of enjoyment of the summer, let's face it. But again, that, that enjoyment can be magnified by, as always, immersing ourselves in the liturgical life of the church. Oftentimes, we kind of let things go in the church as if we've taken vacation from church as well, like we can slack off and so on. Well, things are not quite as strict as during the rest of the liturgical year. However, there are still some very, very beautiful, significant feast days that are preceded, as always, by a period of of penance. That's really going to make your summer. That's right, that's going to make your summer. Opening up to that peace of the interior gaze. Now, speaking of summer and summer events, I have some special ones coming up that I'd like you to take note of. One of those is coming up in July. It's at our parish of Annunciation in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is going to be a rally kind of like a, a tent revival, for the cause of the canonization of Fulton Sheen, Bishop Fulton Sheen. The canonization had been in process and made some progress, but it's gotten interrupted, kind of delayed. Now we'd like to get it back on track. There's an entire movement of the Fulton Sheen canonization movement. In fact, you can find out about that whole movement by going to FultonSheenMovement.com. Fulton, that's F-U-L-T-O-N, Fulton Sheen Movement Dot com. Now, we were graced, we were privileged at my Byzantine Catholic Parish of Annunciation to be asked to host in this region of Chicago the official Fulton Sheen Rally of the Chicago area. As I mentioned, it's going to happen on Sunday, July 9th. What's going to happen is we're going to have our divine liturgy of our parish, our normal divine liturgy on Sunday, then followed by a cookout and fellowship. Yeah, you could put the ribs and the burgers on the grill then. 12 p.m., cookout and fellowship after the Divine Liturgy. And then at 1 o'clock, we're going to have a live virtual petition drive. And that's going to be in conjunction with WSFI Radio and us here at Light of the East. And then at 3 o'clock, a procession and prayer, a chaplet and rosary procession and prayer for the canonization. At 3.30, I will give a little talk about Bishop Sheen, prophet for our lost age. Then after me comes Dr. Peter Howard. The lay movement to save the church. The lay movement to save the church. Dr. Peter Howard is the head of this whole Fulton Sheen movement. And again, if you want to be part of the whole movement, go to fultonsheenmovement.com. Then finally, the day will end with Vespers at 5 p.m. So we'll begin with the Byzantine Divine Liturgy. We'll have a Byzantine evening prayer, which we call Vespers. And in between, we'll have the prayer from the Latin Rite Church. So we're going to breathe with both lungs, just as Bishop Sheen did. Now, why were we asked to host this? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, Bishop Sheen was actually by ritual. He was very, very interested in the Eastern Rites, and especially what was happening among the Eastern Rite churches as they were oppressed during Communism all the way back from the early part of the 1900s, all the way through until there, well, until the Iron Curtain fell, which is in 1989 and 1990. And Sheen would talk about those conditions. He would talk about the martyrdom. He would talk about, basically, he would dissect. He would do an entire anatomy about communism about its ideology, its anti-God ideology. It would just take it all apart. It was like a clinic he would put on every Sunday evening on the program, which we would watch. I watched as a child. We would gather around our black and white TV that did not have a remote. The remote was my dad telling us to get up and change the channel, which was a little dial. You had about three channels, black and white, and the thing would flip a lot, so you had to move around the, the rabbit ear antennas. You probably don't know what I'm talking about, rabbit ear antennas, but anyway, it was back in those days, great days, we were riveted around the TV, watching, listening to Bishop Sheen instruct us about God the church and the enemy of the church at that time, the great enemy, and still is, the ideology of communism. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Bishop Sheen and this Fulton Sheen rally. And again, it's at my church of Annunciation, July 9th. It's worth you making a trip out. We're going to have a lot of fun. It'll be prayer and fun information, a one-day operation, but a very, very rich one. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Bishop Sheen rally. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East.
0: Every day, Father Loya posts a brief two-minute Facebook video on the Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish homepage. You'll be amazed at what you can learn just by watching. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. I'm Dr. Peter Howard, founder of the Fulton Sheen Movement. On July 9th, join me and Father Tom Loya at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen for an historic rally to fan the flame of love and devotion to Venerable Fulton Sheen. We need Fulton Sheen's intercession and guidance now more than ever. We're gathering to pray for his cause and especially for the Holy Spirit to move the church to set a new date for his beatification. Starting at 10 a.m., come and pray with us. Enjoy a delicious cookout and hear inspiring talks on Sheen by Father Loya and myself. Activities are planned for the whole family. Go to FultonSheenMovement.com for a complete schedule and to sign our global petition to unpause the cause of this great prophet for our times. Co sponsored by WFSI, this rally is your chance to make a difference. I'll see you all on July 9th. Bye now, and God love you. I'm Tom Oglesby of FM 98.3 KCRD in Dubuque, Iowa, and you're listening to Light of the East.
1: Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas, your host. And again, I'm reminding you, no ribs on the grill Monday, Wednesday, and Friday until June 29th. Because we're in a fasting period, penitential period leading up to the feasts of St. Peter and Paul. And we do penance in the Eastern Catholic Church by fasting on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from meat and dairy products, going to confession, praying more, and doing more acts of charity. The usual thing for our preparation for a great feast such as Peter and Paul. But we're also talking about some summer events, namely, in particular, the Fulton Sheen Rally that we're going to host here at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, on Sunday, July 9th. Now, Again, this is part of a large movement. You may have even seen Dr. Peter Howard. Dr. Peter Howard is the head of the lay movement to save the church. That's his topic of discussion, and he's doing that as a result of what Fulton Sheen said. He was the one that told the laity years ago, decades ago, you will save the church. Sheen was prophetic. That's one of the many reasons why he should be a canonized saint. I believe he's called venerable at this point. He should be given that full-blown honor of being a Saint Bishop Sheen. I watched him as a child, as I mentioned earlier before the break. My whole family did. Everybody did. And he was so influential, so captivating. But he did something that is needed today. We need to do this all over again. And sometimes we are seeing Sheen more and more on things like YouTube and other Catholic radio and TV stations. But we need to dust him off and bring back his talks. They were like a a seminar, a clinic each Sunday on the ills, the danger of the communist ideology, which is very, very much alive today. See, it's like an evil spirit that moves around. It gets defeated and chased out like it was behind the Iron Curtain. But remember what Jesus said, when the devil goes out of a man, it roams around for a while and tries to come back with seven more demons. Well, this is exactly what's happening with the demon, and it is a demon. It is one of the most demonic things in our existence is the whole communist ideology. A lot of young people are fascinated by this communism, socialism, this sort of, uh, you know, let's hate America and Western civilization and capitalism because many of their college professors are left over from the 60s and that's what they used to think and say and they haven't grown out of that. So they influence your young people and they go to college, they believe this stuff and they leave the church and they're anti-American and so on. I've seen it all. And it's happening in a way that, to me, I find to be rather surprising because we've gone through all this. We had Bishop Sheen who dismantled communism. The Iron Curtain fell. Why are we revisiting this? Because the demon is still swarming around, but it takes on... Different clothing, and he comes back with seven more demons. He's even more clever now than ever before. In fact, when I was growing up, I would hear this motto, this warning coming from the Soviet Union, the Communist Soviet Union. In fact, I remember when I was a child riding in the buses to school. Now, I, I rode a public bus, actually. And in the public bus, as you know, they have advertisements you know, going around, kind of like the, the ceiling of the bus, on the, on the upper part of the wall, little billboards and little advertisements. And they always had this one that was a warning about communism. It had a picture of Nikita Khrushchev at the time. He was the big bad leader at the time when I was a kid, the Soviet leader. And there was a picture of him and he was waving his fist and pointing at us. And he was saying there in the billboard, he was saying, we will bury you without firing a shot. Now, he was not the originator of that. It was actually Stalin. The communists knew that in order to take down Western civilization, especially America, they would do it in a very sneaky and clever way by infiltrating our culture, every aspect of our culture, our highest institutions, colleges and government, law schools, and yes, even and especially the church. And they would do this with a very clever ideology that seemed to be packaged very nicely. It seemed to tickle the ears, as St. Paul would say. And they wouldn't do it with the brutality that they did and they used in Eastern Europe. When communism took over in Eastern Europe and oppressed the church, it did so in a very brutal way. I mean, literally physically brutality. Here, they knew they couldn't quite get away with that, although there's some brutality that goes on in, in the name of communism and socialism. But mostly it's a very clever, tricky, deceitful kind of ideology that permeates, especially the young people. Now, we'll talk more about that in some other programs, because this takes a lot of study. For me, it's actually a lot of review, and that's why I cannot understand for the life of me why we have to revisit this again, because we defeated this, we moved beyond it, hopefully. But, like I said, as the scripture says, the demon flies around and comes back with seven more, only now more masked in other kind of clothing, you know, sheep's clothing. And sure enough, those demons are here and they are really influencing our young people. So we do have to learn about this, relearn about it and be sharp and vigilant. And one of the best ways is with Fulton J. Sheen, his old tapes and talk. Nowadays, you can go online, go to Google and YouTube and so on, you can find his talks. They're also carried on other Catholic networks as well from time to time. So what Sheen would do is he would, Bring forward not only what was wrong with communism, but he would bring forward in his writings, his books, his magnificent talks and speeches and homilies, he would bring forward the brilliance of our faith, of the Catholic Church. Sheen was the very essence of Catholicism. The best way I can describe him, personally, I describe him this way. He was like a modern day father of the church. He was imbued with the very soul of the church by the way he spoke and what he knew, his knowledge. He was like a John Chrysostom, St. Augustine, in our time today. That is what, to me, is the most profound impression made upon me by Bishop Sheehan. It was not just the style of his preaching. It was not just the power of it, but it was what he said and wrote was so deep, so rich, so imbued in the very soul of the Catholic Church, of Catholicism and its theology and spirituality, and he spoke and had the knowledge of the church fathers. This is what I think stands out in him the most. Many people may not realize that, but when you study the church fathers, and you know, we're very fond of the church fathers in the Eastern churches. When you study them and read them, and then you hear Sheen, you know that he absolutely was immersed in the church fathers. He was formed by them. He knew, he knew their heart and soul, and he was them in our day and age. He, he was a gargantuan figure. And I don't know if there's anybody like him today. There hasn't been anybody since or even during his time that had that kind of capturing of the soul of Catholicism, of the church and of the fathers of the church. And this is why I'm very excited about hosting this rally. And again, it's July 9th at my parish, my church, Venunciation, Byzantine Catholic in Homer Glen, Illinois. And information can be obtained by going to FultonSheenMovement.com can also call us up at my church. Our number is 708 645 0241. You get information that way too. Again, what's going to happen is Byzantine Divine Liturgy begins it. We have a cookout and fellowship afterwards, a live virtual petition drive for the canonization of Sheen, a procession and prayer, which will involve the chaplet and rosary, a little talk by me, and also then that will be followed by a talk by Dr. Peter Howard, who was the head of this whole movement to bring about the canonization of Sheen. This movement got interrupted. The process of his canonization got interrupted for no good reason, at least none that I can see. It was regrettably, and I think we can be honest enough, a lot of what they might call church politics, actually. And that's why it's the laity taking over as Sheen always prophesied about them. Laity will save the church. Maybe it's Sheen interceding from heaven, nudging the laity, to get this movement started because the leaders of the church, the clergy, are, they kind of have it all bound up. It's in kind of a, a stall right now, and it should not be. We need Sheen desperately. The other reason why I was asked to host this is because, as I mentioned, Bishop Sheen was by ritual. He had a real care, a real heart for the Eastern churches, especially because they were persecuted under communism. And in fact, when our church in America, which came from where the communist countries are, It came from Eastern Europe, which was persecuted by Soviet communism. When those churches came here to America, our services, our liturgy, were in what was called Older Church Slavonic. That was the ancient tongue of the Slavic people and they worshipped in that ancient tongue of the slavic language as sort of the mother of the slavic languages they worshipped in that for centuries and when they came to america as is the custom in eastern churches is to have the services in the vernacular of the people in other words the language of the culture that's been done in the eastern churches for centuries so we had to put our slavonic services into the language of the culture which of course was english so That officially happened in 1965. I was 11 years old at that time, 1965. And the celebration of that first official liturgy in English, translated from the Slavonic, the celebrant of that first official Byzantine liturgy in English in America was none other than Fulton Sheen. So he has a real special place in my heart and in my church, and I'll tell you something else. We took a group to the Bishop Sheen Museum, which is in Peoria, Illinois, by the cathedral. And there was a wonderful nun who's actually of Slovak descent, and she greeted us very warmly. And I had a liturgy for the intention of Bishop Sheen's canonization in that cathedral of the Diocese of Peoria. And that kind nun took out of the museum, right out of the showcase in the museum, the Byzantine chalice that Bishop Sheen himself used and she allowed me to celebrate our Byzantine Divine Liturgy in that cathedral using Bishop Sheen's chalice. What an honor, what a thrill. And there's a whole lot more thrilling things coming up this summer, especially on July 9th, so please mark it down, and I hope to see you then. Thanks for listening. I'm Father Thomas
0: Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit byzantinecatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab, and on iTunes. Doug Keck, EWTN President and Chief Operating Officer. This is
1: Bishop Ferdinand Cherie, Auxiliary Bishop of New Orleans.
0: This is Jerry Usher, co-host of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Thanks for listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
1: Thank you for listening.